You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. What's up, Denver? Chris Lopez here. And today, we're going to be walking through a fix and flip in Aurora, Colorado, but really focused on the financing aspect of it and how numbers work and some different options flippers have out there. Now, walk us through the deal. I've got my friend, Travis Beer, in the podcast studio. Good morning, Travis. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me here today. So I think a lot of listeners know who you are, Travis, but that those don't. You've been an investor and hard money lender for a decade plus around town. Recently, went over to a new firm, Renovo Financial, with some really cool lending products in like the private money space from fix and flips to new construction to like long-term rental procs as well. So you got experience and a wide variety of lending products. And we'll put a link in the show notes that kind of introduces you and your lending products with Renovo. But really want to focus on this fix and flip uh, you did here because you have lots of experience from doing yourself and you've also done probably hundreds of loans of those over the years, maybe yeah, thousands. Sure. Thousands, yeah. Thousands, okay. So you, you, you know this. Um, so walk us through this deal, like the starting off point, what's the basics? Yeah, so this deal is really straightforward and probably kind of fitting for the market today uh, in that we're we're not really seeing the medium fix and flips anymore. I guess what I mean by that is like- Medium? Uh, yeah, medium. Medium. Uh, what I mean by that is like, you have kind of light, like quick in, out, back on the market in a short period of time to kind of eliminate market exposure. And you have like really heavy, right? Like total rehab, finishing basements, maybe roof, windows, et cetera. Um, it seems like those opportunities that were kind of in the middle are not as available as they once were. Like, let's call it like the 40 to $60,000 rehab, just rough numbers. Um, so this one kind of fits, fits the lighter side. This was a newer house, Southeast, Aurora, like probably less than, than 20 years old. Um, a borrower got it under contract off market and uh, he was actually going to wholesale the deal, but his bar or his buyer fell out and he still felt like it was a good opportunity. So he wanted to close on it. So we connected, uh, needed to close quick. I think we closed it in like six business days or something like that, which is is pretty quick uh, considering he had had it under contract for a while. So, so uh, he had to close quick because yeah. his, his buyer fell out Exactly. A, a week before closing? Exactly. And Wait, what type was an assignment contract? Double close? Uh, I believe it was going to be uh, an assignment. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, or, no, let me take that back. It had to be double close because uh, when he didn't, when he wasn't going to be able to close, then then our borrower still had the contract. Yeah, okay. it was double close. Um, and so he called us and we said, yeah, you know, this, the timing will be tight, but let's get it done. So we use a BPO for valuation rather than an appraisal. So that gives us the ability to move pretty quickly and relatively inexpensive for the borrower uh, for the valuation. What's the BPO? Uh, yeah, broker price opinion, right? So you're using an agent who's using a similar to appraisal type of format to drive a value rather than going through the time and cost of hiring uh, a certified or, or licensed appraiser. Because BPO is what, $150, dollars A little more than that. I mean, we're- I've known for years. Yeah, so closer to 400 hundred, but okay. the benefit is that we get them back really quickly. So, you know, rather than spending the absolute lease and waiting seven to 10 days, we spend a little more and know that we get the value back really fast. Okay. Yep. So, uh, we, we get the deal. This borrower's done a lot of deals over his career. He's been in real estate for over 30 years, hundreds of deals. Um, so it was a good opportunity to, to work with somebody new. Okay. And this is the first time you, you had done a deal with this person. That's correct. He's experienced your experience. First time you guys are doing exactly stuff together. Right. Why did he come to you when he's got 
I'm just curious to hundreds of flips and I'm assuming lots of other relationships. What, yeah. what stood out? Great question. So um, what was interesting is that we'd actually, we have a department where we're constantly calling on people and trying to find new business and, and we connected with him that way. His contract had just fell out. So the timing was kind of perfect and it was kind of tight to come up to the closing. And he'd worked with national fix and flip lenders before. And the feedback he gave me was that at some point he kind of felt like a number and really wanted somebody here in the market that he could work with, meet with, have copy with, show projects to, and that under understood our market. As you know, Chris, uh, the prices are going up rapidly, right? And so how do you talk somebody that's four states away into exactly what's happening in our Denver market? Yeah, they don't. I mean, where they go read a Zillow article, right. which is not not the greatest. <laughs> right. So he, most of his experience with lending was just the, the the national lenders. Exactly right. Oh, okay. Exactly right. So what's what's unique with us is that we kind of have the national products, but then with a local presence, right? Yeah. So we can grab coffee or go to your project or walk it or help you get through something or provide a vendor referral if necessary. Okay, so I mean, the six day close is very quick, um, and so you did a double close to close in the first one, presumably in the morning, and then closes again in the afternoon. Right. Well, that that was going to be his plan if he was to wholesale it. So he was actually under contract directly, and he was going to wholesale it, but that buyer fell through. So now he wanted to close on it on his own. Oh, so, so you didn't have to do double close. No, so oh, okay, Mr. Okay, yep, yep. So able to do that. Now the BPO valuation six days is very quick for that. Was there any changes in like in title work or other stuff that can jam up a, a quicker close like that? No, you know, Colorado is actually unique in how quick our title companies work. And and we may not realize that until you start to do business in other states, how great it is here. Uh, and with relatively new product uh, properties, you know, less than probably in our market, 60 years old, like title comes out pretty quick. Lot lines are relatively even, uh, you know, master plan communities. So no big deal with title. Okay. So you're able to get the, the ball to finish line. Now... Of course, he likes you guys because you guys are local, but also rates and terms and loan yeah. products matter a lot too. So what was the high level like numbers and or I should say high level on the financing that you're able to put on this property? Yeah, so we would go to 90% loan to cost. And in some cases, we can go as high as 95% loan to cost for the uh, right borrower and when the deal is strong enough. In this case, we actually hit our loan to value limit before our loan to cost limit. So we would go 90 to 95% loan to cost for, for most experienced borrowers up to 75% loan to value. So we actually hit the 75% before we hit our loan to cost. So at this one, we were like 87% uh, loan to cost. So he had about 13% into the deal between purchase and construction. So the numbers on the deal, bought it for 535, 20,000 in repairs. So that's 555 total. He had 13% down, which I think shook out to maybe around 60 grand. Um, our general pricing is between one and two points. And I would say probably eight to high nines, depending on a lot of different things, loan to cost, credit score, experience. Um, and so this guy had a ton of experience. So he had pretty favorable financing on this deal. Um, so we had a little bit of money into it. Uh, so I'll, let me, let me pause you because it, yep. you, you, you threw a lot of numbers on there. I'm make Sorry. sure I, no, you're good. I just want to make sure because like you're, I've realized your, your mind is very quick at the numbers and the math here, which is good for a lender. Um, but for people like me, I guotta slow down a little bit. So purchase price of 535 and you said 20,000 repairs. So this is mostly cosmetic. Yeah, pretty light. I mean, in 20 might even be long. We're talking paint, carpet, uh, countertops, maybe some appliances, clean up the outside just a little bit. Um, 20 is probably long, but he wanted to make sure that he had enough to, to get the project done and kind of meet the requirements of the end buyer. And what was his expectations? Actually, I mean, asked before, has this closed yet on the on the resale side? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, no. We, we closed the, the purchase or the the flip financing a couple weeks ago. Okay. Okay, cool. What's the timeline for, from when he took position of a f possession a few weeks ago to turning around and, and putting on the market? 
Yeah, on this one, I'm guessing it'll probably be maybe 45 days, uh, short postdoc, you know, opportunity for the people to get out and then, you know, lining up your crews, getting everything done and, and getting it. In this market, you want to make sure that you're 100% complete, ready to go on the market for absolute top dollar. Okay. Now, when it comes to like, I mean, you said 45 day turnaround time, that knocks out uh, Fannie loans because those are FHA loans. Those are a 90 day hold period, right? Uh, I think on a certain dollar increase and they, not on Fannie, I thought that was on FHA that had the 90 I'm sorry, yeah, FHA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times, are you seeing, uh, totally random question here, but are you seeing, because I know in the past, I've talked to a lot of flippers where they want to hold that 90 day yeah. mark, but with how crazy the market's been, are flippers less worried about that 90 day period? Because yeah. a lot of people are not using FHA loans. You're exactly right. There was a time where you might wait uh, to, or, you know, heavier rehabs just took longer. Um, and you might wait till that 90 day, the way the market is today with like eight days on market and really well-qualified borrowers at a five, at a 650 resale value, uh, nobody's going to be concerned about somebody's ability to purchase this. Okay. So 20,000 in, and that's rounding up about 45 day close time. And then reselling at, 650. And then before we break that down, you were talking about kind of like the the terms that Renova, you said it was like one to three points typically up one front? to two. One to two. Yep. Okay. And then your interest rates are pretty Yeah, maybe uh low eights to maybe high nines. Okay. So I mean that's I mean that's com- very competitive on the hard For money sure. range. So that's great. Um so obviously like your local good rates and terms. So you check off those boxes and you guys closed. Now coming back to the resale at 650. Um, I mean, he's looking at a spread of what, close to like 80,000 on that. Yeah. So from, the, there's a $95,000 gross spread between 650 and, and 555. Um, and so, you know, you've got some costs here, right? You've got some costs of finance. Uh, you've got your, your closing costs on the back end. Um, but also this is where I think that sometimes we might miss too. And I, and I say we by maybe people like you and I have been in, are in the business for a little while. A lot of times you look at things and oh, that's too high LTV or, or whatever. Because I think all in is like 86 or 87% loan to cost. But this is a, a spot where average days on market is like like less than 10. You know, it's, it's one of those where it goes on the market on Friday and it's under contract pretty quickly uh, in a pretty desirable area with a really light rehab. So let's say if we shook these numbers out at 650, uh, he's an agent, but, but even if he wasn't, let's call it... Um, what do you say? Maybe a 6% cost to sell. So there's $40,000 off the top. So now you're at 610 um, minus maybe some holding costs, title and that type of stuff. Uh, let's call it uh, 600, sake of conversation. So 600 minus 555, uh, $45,000 net, um, which you know may not seem like a ton of money, but for a really simple deal and for a guy who does good volume, uh, how many of those a year do you have to do to to make an okay living. Not a ton. Right? Yeah. I mean, especially at that, I mean, that's, that's a good spread. And and this seems like I would say a, a lower risk one based on you said location, age of the property. And plus, I mean, this is just a really good price point around Denver Metro. Right. Like, I mean, $600,000 is still a lot, you know, relative to the nation, but for the Denver Metro, that's not expensive. Right. And right. there's a, that's a lot of first time home buyers and younger, younger people wanting to buy a property in that range. There's huge demand there. Yeah. Four bedroom, two and a half bath, two car garage, you know, 2,700 ish square feet. Uh, it's, it's kind of right down the plate for somebody who might be a move up or a first time buyer. Okay. So, um, what is this? I know we recorded a, a, uh, a podcast on doing a development deal 
with one of your clients in, in the springs on the uh, duplexes and townhomes. And you had a really cool way for people to get their draws. Sure. I'm assuming in fix and flips, you're, most people going through a draw process. Are they able to do that streamline like um, iPhone app? Yeah, same draw? scenario. So just to recap a bit, uh, we have what we call a virtual draw. So you download virtual an app. Virtual draw? Yeah. Okay. You, you're going to schedule time with somebody on, on a calendar, Calendly, and you show up to your site. And it's kind of like a FaceTime in some ways. So you're going around, you're showing uh, flip projects a little different than new construction, right? Because you can sometimes see whether something's done or not a little easier, right? Framing versus putting in cabinets as an example. But um, you're going to go through the property. You're going to show them using your phone what's completed, and they're going to use that on their end and mark off what's done. So let's say all of the cabinets are there. Um, you know, check that off. Um, let's say half of the windows are there. You just kind of show them where half are installed. Then you could take half of the money that was executed for that or tile or, or whatever it might be. Uh, we really try to use a common sense approach way to keep the money flowing to the borrower so they can keep their guys paid less of their money into the deal after the close and continue to move the project forward. Now, do you guys, do you have set draw periods for here? Or is this just like as the, as the client needs it? Yeah, as they, they need, can schedule they can with you. Take it weekly. They could take it bi-weekly um, or they could, you know, take it once a month or they could, you know, I've seen some that do all of the work and get all the way to the end and then just take the draw at the end, which uh, everybody has a different need for capital because you're only paying interest on the money that's advanced. Some people say, well, gosh, you know, I'm going to save X amount of rate on this money since I have it on hand after I've already completed the work. Now I'll collect my draw or, you know, I've done, um, let's say it was a bigger rehab. Let's say it was a hundred and you did all of that, but oh, your next opportunity popped up. Now I can take that draw, know that I'll have it in just a couple of days and use that money potentially to do the next deal. And I, I mean, that's, I guess, one of the things people can do with you since you have a quick, uh, virtual inspection draw process. And you said a lot of times like the next day or two days, you yeah. guys are wiring the money out. Yeah. So I, I hear from people frequently that say, oh, I don't, I don't do loans with draws because I don't want to go through the process. So that, that's really interesting. So you borrow money uh, from a lender and you pay points and, and potentially fees on money that you don't ever use. Yeah, that's right. But it's there if I ever need it. Well, why do you do that? Because the draw process, it takes too long. It's too slow. It takes a lot of paperwork. I don't have time for that. Oh, well, let me show you how maybe it's not even you. I've had people where their contractor actually does the draw. Hey, you you want to do the draw? Schedule a time, download this app. Um, and then their contractor could actually go through and show what's done or their oh, project wow. manager, somebody on their staff or their real estate agent. Or you know what? If nobody's available, I can do it, right? And then we show that what's done. And then the, there's a DocuSign that's created that the borrower actually signs. So they know what's going on. They know what they're receiving their money for. So they could potentially even do a draw while they were out of town or on the road or something like that get the money in and then and then get their person paid. So it's it doesn't have to be the borrower, which also adds some flexibility to the person who has a lot going on or a day job for that matter uh, and doesn't have the flexibility to get a draw done. Yeah, because I imagine, I mean, most flip, I mean, their their goal is to run the project and then after looking for next deal, they have right. to keep the pipeline full. Right, not spending time doing paperwork. Exactly. Right. And let me go meet you at 2.30 here and then wait two weeks for the money. Yep. Yeah, I, your virtual draw, man, that is really, really cool. Because I didn't know about that until today. Um, all right. So getting back to the numbers here, uh, we're expecting about 45 days. Uh, it'll be on the market and then he should walk away with around a 45, $50,000 profit, which just, uh, I mean, not a huge profit margin. Like I said, it's simple. It's safe. He does volume. Seems like a good payday to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and on a asset that's not very old, so not very many surprises when you're getting into the rehab and your end buyer is getting a product that's, you know, updated, but not a super old house in a really desirable neighborhood. Uh, you know, this is a deal I'm doing all day long. Yeah. So 
I'm curious, just, I mean, because we are recording this in, in early May and we all know what's happened. Interest rates have gone up sure. two points in the last two or three months here. From like a fix and flipper standpoint, who's buying this or from your perspective where you're lending and, you know, free, uh, you know, LTV on the, on a few months in the future is the rising interest rates. Um, is that coming into any play into how you guys are forecasting what the, the uh, final valuation will be? Not yet. Um, and, and, you know, I spend a lot of time reading about this and every time we're in a cycle, it's something different. Uh, history shows us that uh, you could get a couple points in rate before it gets too crazy. A five or five and a half percent rate actually isn't that crazy, even going back to 2000, uh, maybe 17, 18, uh, maybe parts of 19. Um, and at this price point. So what we have to keep in mind is the last time the rates ran up like this, there was a lot more inventory. So as we, when I just look at inventory, because we're funding stuff just like this, 650 or three and a half million dollar new construction project. And you have to ask yourself, well, like, what is the risk on a three and a half million dollar deal that might not be done a year from now? As we look at the inventory, I'm just not seeing anything that would indicate could prices slow a little bit? Sure, that's possible, but that also happens somewhat seasonal in our market. Um, so we just have to make the best decision we can with the information we have today, but we certainly can't say, Hey, rates are up two points. There's no way it'll be worth that in next number of months when we've only got, you know, although inventory is up here locally, it's still significantly lower than it has been historically. Um, so I think as long as inventory continues to drive our growth, uh, we don't make decisions like that. And I think probably another 45 or 60 days from now, people will accept that these just are what the new rates are. Yes, new norm. Exactly. Okay. That's very interesting because I imagine it's not just you, but I mean, I know Renovo, they're, they're a big institution. Sure. They've got probably a room full of analysts sure. and they're probably way smarter than you and I are. And they're in the same day, then there's no no concern there. Yeah. I'll just give you an example just real quick is a, on a new construction deal is working on a three and a half million dollar valuation. And this was right when rates started to run up. So I asked the appraiser, I said, hey, what do you think? What are you seeing? Rates are going up. How rate sensitive is this purchase price? And he says, well, I'll just point out that three of the five comps were cash purchases. So probably not very rate sensitive at all. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting because somebody who's buying a three and a half million dollar house for cash, um, they would obviously, well, I, I think you and I would be able to get a higher rate of return than the interest rates today on that type of money, but they're comfortable enough buying it in cash that if they had to finance half of it or do cash out or something like that, if things got weird, um, they certainly have the ability to do that. Yeah. So that the rates are really going to squeeze the lower end buyers and it, and it, it kind of sucks for them, right? Because first time buyer, um, maybe you're maybe, maybe not trade up as much because you probably have some equity, but you think about first time buyer and a five and a half percent rate and you just squeeze enough money to put down, it's our average price here now in the Metro 700,000 or whatever, like uh, that, that's who it's really gonna squeeze. Yeah. All right, so um, going back to this deal, um, anything else that you wanna highlight in this deal or talk numbers as we close this up? No, I think that we've covered it uh, pretty in depth. I, I think that this is kind of a typical deal for what we're seeing today with uh, sometimes a lighter rehab to get to just quicker back on the market. Yeah. Uh, good margin and uh, and volume. And I think that this kind of uh, captures all of that. Perfect. And as always, Travis, you know, we're gonna put a link in the show notes uh, to that first podcast we did to get a great overview of you, Renova Financial, your lending products. I know you always like to do a short call with any potential interested borrowers and just kind of run through, hey, what's your background? What's you sure. up to? We'll put that link in the show notes as well. Beyond people just like scheduling a call with you, 
Do they need to do anything else in prep work before they talk with you? Yeah, I mean, just good to know what you've accomplished or where you're hoping to go. Uh, scheduling the time on the calendar is probably the easiest way because then we both know we're available. We talk for 15 minutes and say, hey, does it make sense to continue this conversation, get together, walk a project, grab a coffee or something? Uh, other than that, i um, always available at Travis at RenovoFinancial.com and feel free to call me anytime, 720-427-7117. Travis, this is great. I appreciate you coming out, walking through the numbers. And we'll see you next podcast. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. 